Hey Thriver, welcome to the Career Thrivers Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Cole, and I am so thrilled that you are here. Why? Because our careers are connected to every area of our life. And the aim of this podcast is to help you thrive in your career. Each week, we'll be sharing resources, reflections, and real stories of leaders who are navigating the crossroads of their career, personal life, and business. If you're ready to make your next move your best move, then you're in the right place. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Career Thrivers Podcast. This is a special day for a myriad of reasons, but I want to start by saying we are recording this on Friday, February the 5th, which is Go Red for Women's Day. And so I definitely want to shout out if you're wearing red today, I, I kind of have one like a hint of red. I'm, I'm, I'm repping my pin today, but essentially this is a day it's put on by the American Heart Association, but represents the startling statistics around the silent killer, which is heart disease and the fact that one in three women actually pay the price of their life from cardiovascular disease. And this is near and dear to me because if you haven't picked up Thrive Through It yet, you may not know this, but my mother died of cardiovascular disease. And so it's important to me to spread awareness. It's called a silent killer for a reason. Oftentimes we don't feel the symptoms, but wellness is a priority. And I already know my good friend Kelly is all about prioritizing wellness. And we are excited to have you joining the show today. So Kelly, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Brittany. Yes, 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 yes. So we're going to get right into the conversation. If you have been listening to the last few episodes of season two, then you know we have been doing Dev Talks, which is an opportunity to give our guests a chance to share with us about their career development. So Dev is just short for development, but we're hearing real stories of real people who are thriving through their career. So Kelly, I'm going to kick it over to you. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you for letting me just be on your platform and you already know how I feel about you. So let me just tell everybody else how I feel about Brittany Cole. She is an amazing powerhouse woman. And then on top of that, what I love about Brittany Cole is she is always creating room and space for other people, for other leaders to thrive and to grow. And you are literally in the center of your sweet spot. And I am just excited to watch it. So there's that. Well, thank you. And let me just say, she's not just watching it. So the thing that she left out is for nearly the last two years, she has been my accountability partner. And if you're not familiar with that language, what that means is we have had a standing appointment on our calendar twice a month. And Kelly, I call her Mrs. Execute because... If there's something on her list to get done, she is getting it done immediately. She does not wait. She does not procrastinate. And she ensures that you don't either. So thank you for helping me thrive and continue to grow and develop and challenging me to say, okay, now what did you say you were going to do two weeks ago? Okay, where are we? <laughs> where are we with that? Where are the deliverables? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, I definitely right. appreciate you. But yeah, y'all pull up a chair. Let me tell you my, my journey. You know, working and being a woman and trying to meet goals and all that good stuff. So in 2005, I graduated from Kent State University. I studied public relations and a minor in marketing. And I had already secured a job at American Greetings. And Brittany and I also have this in common. We are En-ROADS alum. And if you don't know what En-ROADS is, get into it. <laughs> but it helps to connect um 
students of color with internship opportunities, which oftentimes will turn into that first full-time role. And I think we both have that in common. And so I'm excited about this role and I'm like, oh, I got a big girl job, y'all. So here I go into this role and I'm the only person of color, one of the only, which is something I, I was kind of used to. What I wasn't used to was the realization that I don't like this job. The things that I'm good at, the things that I'm passionate about have nothing to do with what I am tasked to get up in the morning and do. And so I spent several years living that life. And some of us know that well, right? But I was blessed to have a manager who after a couple of years said, what do you want to do? You've been here. Now tell me what in this company, what do you want to do? So I was like, well, I did have an internship in this area within the company. And she said, okay, well, let's get you talking to those people. Let's get you having those conversations. Let's get you shadowing somebody. So in the midst of all that happening, I got pregnant. Maybe I was pregnant at that, at that time, but I hated that job so much. I was like, fine, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm not coming back to work. I'm going to have this baby and that's it because I ain't got time for y'all. But when I was out on maternity leave, I saw a position come up. In that department where I had been shadowing, where I had interests, where I've been building relationships. So I interviewed for the job and I get this job. So I was so thankful. And now I'm in this realm of things that I like to do. I love to be analytical, right? I love to be creative. I love to think deeply and bucket things and categorize things and come up with insights. And so it gave me a chance to do all of those things. And it was like, man, I love my coworkers. It was just, it was a beautiful moment in my life. And then one day I came to work and they said, we're going to do a, a reorg. Okay. All right. So whatever you, you thought you had, whatever you thought you were doing, it is no more. It is unrecognizable now because we are going to shake the table and totally revolutionize how we work. And in that moment, I realized this is happening and I have no, there's nothing I can do about it. So I think there's that that moment, I think, that we all come to when we work, you know, corporate or for someone else. You realize, you know what, this isn't my house. I'm thankful for the benefit I get from this house, but it's not my house. Right. So then I go back into another situation where I hate it. Right. <laughs> uh, but after a while, I transitioned out of that company and I was able to kind of transition up kind of that ladder to a, a, another company. Had a lot of good experience there. My background is in marketing. And then after that. I got, honey, what I thought was going to be my dream job. My dream job, I was working in brand management at a you know high profile company. And I'm like, you guys, point me toward the corner office because it is mine. It is only a matter of time. Get out of my way. It is mine. And I get into this role and I have never been more miserable in all my life. Now, nothing against that company or anything of that nature, but for me and how I want to do life and in what stage of life I was in, I had three little kids at home, right? I'm traveling, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm dealing with interpersonal issues in the office, right? And so it was as if somebody gave me a gift and it was beautifully wrapped. It had ribbons and bows and pearls and gems. And I open up the box and there's nothing in the box, and that's what it was like working that job. And so what I learned in that moment is when you take that role, think about what you're going to get out. But you better be thinking about what you're going to have to put in because some of these folks want everything. They want all of you. And you have to sit with yourself before you sign on the dotted line to understand, is that what I'm willing to give? Is that going to fill me, fulfill me holistically? 
So I began to get anxiety. I would be at work. I would be shaking. It was a whole situation. And so it really got to a point where I had to go just to reclaim my sanity. Like I didn't have time for any of that. I just had to go. Right. So I leave and now I'm home. I'm home with my three kids. And the only problem was I'm more like Oprah than I am Betty Crocker. Okay. (laughs) So I was like, I was like, I think we swung a little too far the other way. I don't don't know. I don't know if this is going to work either. And so I began to be on this quest to really understand what is it that I need to be doing with my life. And it was kind of in that quest. We ended up at a conference together, you and I, and just began really trying to think about how to monetize my speaking to function in the area as a coach and what lane do I want to do that? Right. And so I've kind of been on the journey of figuring all that out. So I host a podcast called the Confident Speaker Podcast. So I am a professional speaker. I am a speaking coach. So it's been a journey to realize, you know, what is my sweet spot? So what I do is I help professional women and also emerging business owners be able to speak with confidence so they can build the businesses and careers and brands that they love. And it's just been a journey and it's a blessing at this point to be able to help people with what I'm passionate about. Yes. And I know everyone that's listening heard the dynamic speaker you are and you can just envision and I know you all can because you're listening to her. If you're not watching the video, you can already see that she is known for her dynamic stage presence. I mean, if you ever had the privilege of being with Kelly in a room where she's in her flow, like you just heard her in her flow. Yeah, I'm excited that your journey has taken the path that it is. And now that you're, you know, you're helping leaders, you're helping business owners really exude that same kind of confidence, but also just masterful storytelling so that they can communicate a message that it helps them advance their career. So I am all about it. I love it. And you mentioned something in there that I think is really important just to hone in on a, a bit. And you talked about, you know, motherhood. And we've had another guest on the show, Dominique Townsend. Her entire business caters to women, not, and not just women, but mothers specifically in the workplace. Talk mm-hmm. to us a little bit about what it's been like, you know, I'm going to balance is on the tip of my tongue, but obviously, you know, it's never a balance. You're kind of like, how do you, like you're in a season or you're kind of, you know, work-life synergy, work-life harmony, whatever language you use, but how are you navigating being a wife, a mom of three, working career business owner? What does that look like in your world? Well, it was already a thing. And then came COVID and I was like, now, wait a minute now. (laughs) Now that's not fair because how I was synergizing or balancing or whatever word you want to use was the school bus. You got to understand the relationship I had with the school bus. I love to see the school bus coming. And in one fell swoop, they took my school bus away. And so I've had to recalibrate to understand how to get all of the things done. So I would think, I think one part of that is building a team. So for me, that includes my husband, right? So I'm definitely not a one woman show, right? And I think part of that too is understanding the expectations. Like at this point, he knows me. Like if you are looking, I already told you all, I'm not Betty Crocker. If you are looking for that five course meal every night, I'm not the one or at least not in this season, right? So I'm in a season of my business where we got to go. We got to go fast. We got to go hard. We got to go now. And so it's kind of bringing everybody on board, even my children on board, 
and they will help me. They will cheer me on. You know what I mean? Where it kind of takes all hands on deck. Right. And then understanding those times during the week where I got to focus here. But these times I need to focus there. So tomorrow, my son and I, we're doing video games because it's time. You know what I mean? So I need to understand what is my flow and wherever I am, I try to be present in that moment. And I'm thankful to have people around me that are gracious and understanding of that. Yeah, yeah, that that's so good. I love when you mentioned being present in the moment. And that looks different in different moments. So, you know, we don't hold ourselves hostage to this one idea of what it means to be good at fill in the blank, motherhood, entrepreneurship, employment, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So talk to us a little bit about your speaking capability, but really how other people can build their confidence. What would you say to listeners who are like, wow, tell me about that speaker coaching thing again? How, how, how do people go about building their confidence as a speaker? Well, I think something that's really important to keep in mind is to understand what is your area of expertise? So what is that thing that you could talk about and talk about? And it might come so naturally to you that you think it's not a big deal. You think everybody knows about ABC, right? Mm -hmm. I think whenever you are speaking about that, now you're putting yourself in a really good spot because when you know what you're talking about, then the words will come. The words will flow, right? So I think sitting in that, I think number two, giving up being perfect, I think a lot of us think that's what good speaking is. If I can be perfect, if I can have no mistakes, that's what good speaking is. I would say good communication is not about perfection. It's about connection. And so we need to switch it to be really focused on who am I talking to? What do they need? Right. Where are they at? How can I take them from point A to point B? So a lot of times when it comes to speaking well, it's a matter of getting out of your own way and understanding that you're showing up to serve. I think with that said, too, if you're going to be a good speaker, you're going to have to speak and watch the footage. Right. So you're going to have to level up your level of self-awareness. Right. Which can be really difficult. And that's why coaches like me exist to kind of support you in that process. But getting aware and then getting those tools to know exactly how to improve in certain areas is how we progress. Yeah, that's such great advice. And I know some people may be listening and thinking, well, you know, Brittany Kelly, I don't really want to be a speaker. I would say, well, that's all fine and well. You may not be thinking about, you know, speaking on stages or or, or monetizing in that way. But if you are an early career professional, mid-career professional, senior, seasoned professional, really wherever you are on your journey, um, you're going to have to communicate. So what tips would you share with people just about, you know, communication skills more broadly? And let's think for a moment, let's just say the mid-career professional who wants to move to the next level. What what tips around communication would you share? The first thing we have to understand is speaking is leading. Whenever you are speaking, you are leading. So if you plan to be an effective leader, you better be a good speaker. Let me say it again. You better be a good communicator, right? So that's why Warren Buffett said you can increase your value by 50% by honing your communication skills, your speaking and also writing skills, right? So let me put it like this. Who follows a boring leader? Who? Now, There are a lot of different ways to be unboring. I'm not saying you need to juggle and do tricks. I'm not saying that, but you need to be able to communicate effectively. You need to know what that looks like for you. Here's the other thing, especially when you're talking about that mid-level in corporate. 
we're all looking for how do I set myself apart? Being able to communicate in a way that's really strong or that's really you is a really key way to do that. And as we transition up that ladder, it becomes imperative that you know how to get a message across. It becomes imperative that you know how to communicate, to inspire, to make sure that everybody's on the same page, right? As you begin to accomplish work through other people, you need to be a really strong communicator. It is imperative. So anytime you get a chance to speak up, do it. Meaning it could just be a meeting. It could be a regular staff meeting and everybody else has their cameras off because they're zoomed out and they're sick of this foolishness. But you, oh, you understand that this is the moment that you're going to capitalize on. You, you have come to the meeting prepared with a couple good questions you're going to throw in. You have been listening so intently to the conversation that you know how to chime in just right with something that's relevant. And so I think it's about having our eyes peeled, taking advantage of those opportunities to use our voice. Anytime that you are speaking, you're communicating. It's public speaking. It might not be a keynote, but getting into that habit of getting your ideas out there. And I'll say this too. See a lot of people struggling with this. They they downplay the power of their thoughts. They believe, well, if I talk, nobody will know what I'm saying. I'm not clear when I speak. Oh, you come up with a hundred reasons why you're not saying anything. But then you want to turn around and wonder, well, why don't I have the career that I want? Or why don't I have the reality that I want? Can I tell you? You're right. I'm in flow today because I got to tell you this. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to save your career. They're not coming to save your business. They're not coming to blow you up. They're not coming. No one's coming. And so we have to learn how to open our mouth and ask for what we want and be able to do it in a powerful way. I'm just over here just trying to just. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Kelly. Yes, yes, yes. No one is coming. So in that same vein, what do you say to the person that's like, okay, Kelly, I hear you. I've been in the moment. We're on a Zoom call. We're on Teams. I have the thought. I want to say it. What would you say to the person that is second guessing the value of the idea that they have to share? And they've had moments where while they're trying to figure out, should I say it or not? Someone else says it. And the whole group is like, oh, my God. And then you you have that sting of like, I had yeah. that thought five minutes ago. What do you say to that person who's really and it's a confidence thing, right? Who had yeah. that maybe sense of imposter syndrome about what they can add? What would you say to, to boost their confidence? I think a couple of things. I think we spend so much time thinking about what could go wrong. So it's no surprise we don't show up because you are living what you rehearsed. Your, your life is a manifestation of what you've been rehearsing. Your imagination is so strong, right? That we, it's like, we just walk into what we think we are expecting. So I say, you know, start to even visualize, oh, I'm going to ask that question and it's going to come across. Well, I, you know, I can see, I can visualize, I can feel myself showing up in that moment and releasing. It's some things that need to be released. Go, go okay. ahead. We, I mean, so, <laughs> you don't have to look, you don't have to hop back over here on the Career Thomas podcast because we know. And if you don't know, make sure you subscribe. <laughs> but we know over on the confidence speaker, you don't, you know, you, you let us have it. So feel free. I do. Feel See, free. <laughs> you got to ask yourself, what am I really afraid of? Because sometimes what you're really afraid of, well, they're going to think this, they're going to think that. You got to let that go. You got to let that go how you quote unquote measure up, because here's the deal, especially, you know, those of you that might be people of color. 
a lot of times the way that we show up, the way that we do all of that, it's, it seems different because it is. And so we automatically feel like we don't fit in like, well, maybe I'm not doing this right. Blah, 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 blah. No, look, God broke the mold with you. Show up how you are. Say what you have to say. Trust your brilliance. I would say this. Look at the facts. I know the type of people you attract. So I know the type of people that are listening to this show. Look at the facts. Look at the track record of all the things you have accomplished in your life, of all the different milestones that you have had. And understand that whenever you show up, you elevate the room. So it is the room's privilege to hear what you have to say. Why are you withholding off of some imaginary stuff? Why don't you go ahead and bless the room with what you have to say and let the chips fall wherever they may? Amen. <laughs> Amen. I had to put I had to put myself on mute because I was over here snapping. <laughs> Set the atmosphere in the room, literally by the power of your voice. Yes. All the time. All the time. And here's the thing. Say it like you mean it. Can we? Oh, I see. We, we can really have a real conversation. So here's the thing. I am tired of everybody apologizing for stuff that you shouldn't be apologizing for. You apologize because the Internet went out. Did you make the Internet? It's Al Gore's Internet. I, I, I haven't apologized for it. <laughs> but sometimes we show up in a way. Where it's like you're giving away your power for no reason, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you make your statement, make that statement like you are the brilliant person that you are. Don't make it like, well, I, I was thinking maybe perhaps. No, we're not doing that today. We're not doing it today. There are certain things that need to be said and not asked. We are not asking for permission to share our ideas. We are stating our ideas because they are just as valid. Listen. Let me tell you something, especially if you are somebody that is working at a company where some where you were extended an offer. Understand this. The room invited you when they extended that offer to you. They invited you into the space. So why are you still trying to prove that you belong? Cut that out. And it will shift. It will shift the energy in the room when you begin to show up like that. And I'm not talking about arrogant. I'm just talking about you showing up in the fullness of who you are and stop apologizing for the greatness that you. That's why you were created. You were created to bring greatness into every area that you step into. And some of the things in your life haven't happened yet because you won't do that. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> So y'all, y'all see why she's my accountability partner. Okay. I just, I just want, I, I just wanted to share her with, you know, with you, <laughs> but that is so true. It reminds me of, of a saying of another mutual friend of ours, Karen Quarles, which, you know, shout out to her. Got to get her on the show. But uh, she often talks about this shifting in perspective from being invited to the table to knowing that I am the table. That you, yes. you literally are the table. So you come into the room, your mere presence in that space, online, Zoom, Teams, wherever you are, is valuable and it's meaningful. So you sitting there second guessing and questioning if you should say the thing that you already know you should say because it's going to help the business because yes. it is perhaps something that, you know, someone else has looked over or whatever the case may be like. Be confident in that. What What's one thing that has surprised you in working with speakers to, to boost their confidence? Any, anything that comes to mind that surprised you before you started doing this work? 
You know, I would say even as, you know, I interview different folks for my podcast and, you know, some people are people that I really look up to. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to talk to so-and-so. And to realize that we are literally all the same. Like, I don't care who it is. We all have an insecurity. We all have a moment of questioning. The, the question is, are you going to do it anyway? Are you going to spiral in doubt, you know, confusion, all that sort of thing? But we are all the same. You know, nobody's perfect. It's just a matter of stepping into your power, stepping into your imperfectness and using that voice. Yeah, so, so good. So I want to get your thoughts. You mentioned sometimes the questioning that can happen for black and brown professionals. What would you say to leaders who are listening that want to make the workplace more inclusive? What advice would you share? Well, I think that, you know, I think we all need to be open to all of the ideas that are presented and create an environment where people are comfortable sharing. And I think that's something to think about, you know, we don't start on if I can't have a, a two level serious or hard conversation with you, I'll never have an eight level conversation, you know. So it's like, how do you handle the day to day stresses? You know, do just in general, do people feel comfortable to share, comfortable to talk to you, comfortable with your reaction that they could come to you with, with something? And I think part of leadership is being humble and teachable and just creating that atmosphere and just understanding, you know what? We need all these different viewpoints at the table to really get to the best place. I was reading or, or hearing, I guess it was on YouTube, about the creation of Flaming Hot Cheetos. Are you familiar with that story? Mm. They were created by a Hispanic gentleman and he was doing like janitorial work and he had an idea because he said, you know, my population, we don't have a product for them. We don't have a product with spice, with flavor. And that was his idea. And he found a way to test it and he presented it. And the rest is history. So that's what it means to be inclusive. That's what it means to give a voice, you know, perspective that no one else around the table would have ever had and to support it with money, mm -hmm. with time and taking it seriously. There you go. That is such a great story. Wow. No, I had no idea. Such a great lesson. So how can we stay connected with you? Yes. So you can head to my website, kellydparker.com. And I'm also on Instagram a lot at I am Kelly D. Parker. And actually in my Instagram bio, I have a free download. It's 10 ways to hook any audience. So if you are speaking and you're like, Lord, where do I start? Make sure you get that download. So it's something that you can have in your back pocket to be able to get you started and hook your audience right away. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kelly, so much for being on the show. And like we end every show, we want to hear from you. What does being a thriver mean to you? A thriver is someone who is unashamed to be who they are in any context and say no when necessary. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> speaker, lead consultant of Kelly D. Parker Consulting. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us on the Career Thrivers podcast today. And until next time, let's thrive together. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Thrivers podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star rating and a review and stay connected with us. You can find us on Instagram at Career Thrivers. Email us directly at careerthrivers.com, which is the website. The email is info at careerthrivers.com or simply click the link in the show notes to drop your feedback, questions that you want answered on the show, or to get more information about our sponsorship spots.
I cannot wait to speak with you next week. Until next time, keep thriving. We'll talk soon.